it's no secret that kit bashing and converting models is my all-time favorite thing to do. And in this episode, episode 50 of Imperial Rebel Orc podcast, I'm talking about the best kits to kit bash from and convert from, from Games Workshop. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Orc Podcast. I can literally hear people moaning, sighing. I can see you rolling your eyes, those people that don't kit bash or convert and they think, oh, bloody hell, when's he going to do an episode about highlighting hats or something like that? Well, you know what? This is my bloody podcast, so I'm going to do exactly what I want, when I want. Um, but also, you know, like to uh, think I, this podcast is for the people. Um, so <laughs> so I will be uh, doing lots of other things and covering lots of other topics, as I have been for the last 50 episodes. It's not all about kit bashing and converting, and it's not all about Games Workshop. But this episode is. <laughs> That's my disclaimer. Kit bashing and converting for me is bloody brilliant and the thing and I know I've said this before but the the key factor for me is the creativity behind it the fact that it's it's an open palette you know like you're only limited by your imagination as they say um, and with games workshop honestly there's a treasure trove of bits and pieces that you can throw together and make some really cool unique and interesting models the good thing is it's all one scale but of course, you've got different factions, different Xenos, and different sized weapons, and all that kind of thing as well. So, you do have to bear that in mind. I'm not a person that sort of puts down rules and says you can't put this with this and all that kind of thing. But and we'll talk about that kind of thing in a minute. But but at the same time, it's got to work. How do I explain that? And really, I suppose it's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? So if it works, if you're the converter, if you're the, the hobbyist and you're putting something together, if it works for you, then so be it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Um, and that's really <laughs> the only rule that any of us should go by. But uh, if we're going to put it on Instagram and stuff like that, we've got to be prepared for it to be critiqued to a certain extent, I suppose. Some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. Uh, some people might be on the fence, whatever. Now, if you're okay with that, which I'm certainly okay with that, I know that you can't please everyone all the time, so you've got to please yourself. There's a song in there somewhere. Well, it's all right now. I've learned my lesson well. You can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. So for me, yeah, if, if what I do doesn't tick the box for everyone, that's okay. I, I'm still going to sleep okay at night, but um, for me, it's got to look okay to my eye. And and by all, like definitely, I've I've uh, looked back at models that I've done over recent years, and I've sort of thought to myself, wow, was I on drugs that night? Why did I put that particular arm on that guy when it's clearly out of proportion? But then I think, well, maybe he's a mutant. Who knows? what I was thinking. Okay, I should stress that I make models to look cool. I don't make them to fit into any particular rule sets. They don't have to have combi weapons and blah, blah, blah. They just need to look as cool as I can possibly make them. I hope that makes sense. Now, obviously, it depends what kind of aesthetic you're going for, for your army or your models or whatever, or your vehicles. 
Uh, this, this, I guess this podcast episode is a, a general approach, like kits that I just find have lots of fun and interesting bits to play around with. So if you're after a, uh, if you're after building a particular faction, that's not really what this episode is about. It's about a, a general sort of approach to kit bashing and converting, and yeah, and basically the kits that I love to kit bash and convert from. Basically anything to do with Warhammer Empire. So if you just type that into the uh, the search on Games Workshop and skip past all the Tau stuff <laughs> and go to the old school Warhammer Fantasy Empire stuff, any of those kits are magnificent, absolutely brilliant to kit bash from. I love them. In particular, the flagellants kit kit, not the flatulence kit, the flagellants kit. <laughs> now that is absolutely filled to the brim with cool little bits and pieces. And it's one of those kits where the more you stare at the sprue, the more you'll discover, like you just go, oh wow, there's like a little key here with a skull attached to it. Or there's a man with a with flames coming off his head. Um, it's, it's an absolutely brilliant kit. I've used it for a lot of Ink 28. It's really good for that because they've got, you know, the cloaks they're wearing are, are like ragged, they're barefoot. Um, the arms are great and quite versatile as well. Um, it's it's good. They've got good proportions, so it's not quite you know like the Katachan jungle fighters where they're a bit over the top. Um, these ones are a bit more realistic and sort of um, the scale is a bit nicer. Uh, the head choices in there are brilliant. They're all different as well. There's no, um, I think you get two sprues of the same and then you get like a command sprue as well. But honestly, uh, you'll, yeah, if you've never opened it, I've never bought this kit before, I implore you to get it, especially if you're starting out, but also if you're a veteran as well. If you know, if you, if you're a hardcore converter, then this is one you can keep coming back to for more and more goodness. I don't know how many many times I've bought this kit over the years. Um, when they sort of changed from Warhammer Fantasy over to Age of Sigma, which is what? Oh, back in, was it 2015 or 2016? I was lucky enough to pick up like a, um, almost like a starter kit sort of thing where it had a whole bunch of these kits all in the one box um, from the local games workshop uh, shop <laughs> and uh, yeah it, it was my first sort of dive into Empire kits and I was blown away and yeah the flagellants one definitely scores very very high for me staying with Empire or free guild um, a very close second to the flagellants for me has got to be the free guild great swords Absolutely brilliant kit as well. Some really good head choices in there. Um, the bodies are great. They're kind of, they're a bit static because they're kind of just standing straight upright, but it means that you can get creative with the with different arms, different heads, all that kind of thing as well. The And the legs and the bodies are, uh, and the torsos are brilliant. Um, but for me, it's more about the, the heads in that kit and um, the weapon choices and the way they're holding these these great swords, these broad swords as well, is really cool and allows you to, you know, you might want to swap a, take out an axe and put in an, uh, sorry, take out a sword and put in an axe or uh, whatever you want really. But yeah, that's a, that's a very cool kit as well. Another one from the same range is the Celestial Hurricane. Now this is a horse and carriage kind of um, setup. And wow, that's, that's an absolute treasure trove of bits and pieces. 
I'm I bought the kit probably three years ago, um, and we're in 2021 now, and I'm still using bits from it. I've still got the odds and ends in, in bits boxes from that same kit. It's really cool. The horses are great. The actual carriage is great. I uh, I predominantly use that kit for when I built this um, sort of uh, gypsy wagon type thing a few years ago, and it was so much fun. It was, it was really cool. Any uh, Eternal Stormcast kit from the Age of Sigma range is great, um, especially if you're looking for like a hero or a character, or um, if you want to do something a bit different with Space Marines, because it's a similar sort of fits, they kind of fit well together. You can use like the gauntlets or the legs or the, um, the pauldrons or the shoulder pads. Um, for a space marine sort of look as well, and I think that's kind of cool. I haven't done that, but I've seen it online. But I've used um, the, the Stormcast kits for like your bigger, chunkier kind of henchman look. I should also say that the the faces or the masks or the heads for the Stormcast Eternals um, are great as well. They're very um, expressionless, and that can work really well if you're doing something a bit more macabre or uh, spooky for like Ink 28. Some of the Caradron kits are quite cool. I haven't had too much experience with them, but every time I've I've got my hands on something, I'm always really impressed with all the little gubbins that come with it. Um, the ironclad flying ship thing, that's a really, really good one and it has lots of goodies in there. When it comes to Age of Sigma Chaos, um, pretty much any Chaos kit is filled to the brim with goodies, um, especially if you're after really dark looking stuff and, and scary sort of stuff, lots of spikes. Um, lots of uh, sharp edges, lots of really cool ornate armor, um, and lots of skulls. Now, we always need lots of skulls, don't we, guys? Standouts for me, though, would have to be any corn kit. Wow, just talk about spikes, man. They've got spikes galore. And also um, a really good single miniature kit to get and to play around with and try different combinations and kit bashing and convertings with is the Slaughter Priest. Um, he's a larger model, he's got a really good stance, but you can swap over the hands for chain swords, you can give him a different head. Um, yeah, it's quite. It's actually quite a versatile kit. You'd be, su you'd be surprised with that one. To be honest though, I think the number one kit for me for Age of Sigma chaos side of things is the Bly Kings. Um, the Nurgle Bly Kings, wow, wow. <laughs> the, like the Flagellants kit I mentioned at the, at the top of this episode. Um, yeah, this kit has got so many bits and bobs. It's got all those, it's got some nice bigger, chunkier pieces like shields and big axes and bells and stuff like that. But it's also got lots of little bits and pieces too. Um, scary looking skulls, um, different types of armor and yeah, oh, you, you, you'll have a ball with this kit. If you just get this kit alone, you're just going to have fun building them as they're meant to be built, and they look kick-ass. But what I did a couple of years ago was combine that kit with... Um, I wanted to do sort of a, a combination of mutant, gory, scary monsters mixed in with, like, um, mechanical parts and bits and bobs. And honestly, guys... It actually works really, really well. So you've got these pussy, bulbous, fat, sinewy <laughs> monsters, limbs, and stuff like that. 
combined with cl uh, mechanical claws and robotic heads and and yeah you'll be uh you'll be blown away with how much fun you'll have with that kind of thing to be fair any of the Nurgle kits are, are great to get on board for kit bashing and converting. Jumping over to 40K, but now bear in mind, you can definitely, definitely, definitely mix 40K with Age of Sigma. No problem. They all works really, really well together. If it doesn't, then you use green stuff to fill the gaps, or you can do my trick of the bicarb soda and super glue. Uh, just what uh, one tip I'd give is picture something in your mind and just put it together and then worry about the gaps and all that kind of stuff after as long as you get the stance right and the the general vibe and overall look right to your eye then everything else you can sort of fix or sort out later if you've got to hide something with you know you might have a little gap in his waistband or something like that and you can hide it with a dagger or a pouch or something like that you know but just just make it exactly the way you see it in your mind first and then figure out all the rest after. Any Adeptus Mechanicus kit is going to be heaven for a kit basher or converter. Again, it's full, full of great little bits and pieces. And again, you can you can use it for Age of Sigma, or you can combine it with Age of Sigma, I should say. Um, lots of little... Uh, miscellaneous mechanical bits and bobs and tubes and buttons and um, wires and um, uh, I don't know robotic sort of looking faces but then combined with cloaks you know <laughs> and then it's really really cool stuff so mixing so for example let's take um, let's take the free guild greatswords right and let's play around with the Skitari from uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus. Just have those two kits laid out in front of you and just look at each sprue. I guarantee you, you'll start making some magic. Even the Tech Priest Dominus kit has so much to offer. The body itself is just brilliant. Um, you, you can really go wild with your imagination. There's so many choices in that kit for arms and, and attachments and stuff like that. You'll, you'll have a ball. When it comes to the Imperial Guard or Astra Militarum, for those of you that were born, I don't know, in year 2000, <laughs> um, for the Imperial Guard, you can't go past the, the standard Stormtrooper Cadian kit and also the Tempest Scions. Um, Tempest Scions, they've, or Tempestus, is it? I think it's Tempestus actually, Tempestus Scions. They, uh, yeah, that, that has got so many options, so many options. And they go really, really well. So the bodies and the arms and the legs and everything go really, really well with most other kits. Um, it's actually quite surprising to be honest, but the head choices are really good as well. But with the Cadian, the Imperials, the standard Cadian soldiers kit, um, what you're looking at there, what you've got there, is some really good just standard bodies. You know, torsos, legs, arms. It's good. Like, you know, and then you can swap around heads or uh, completely change arms and all that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it's just a nice basic kit to sort of start off with, I think. And uh, But anything really from the Imperial Guard range is good. The Ogres are great as well, or the Ogrins, I should say. Um, yeah, anything from the range. But uh, if you're starting out, especially the Tempest of Scions and the standard Cadian Stormtrooper kit. 
for the Inquisition range from Games Workshop, um, every every little model is brilliant as it is. A lot of them are resin, so be prepared that you know cutting and changing and stuff could be a little bit tricky. I don't generally I don't have much of an issue with um, with resin. I've talked about this before in previous episodes. I think as long as you're you're careful and plan out what you want to cut off and do it do it you know be gentle <laughs> then um you're pretty safe but the the model that stands out for me that you can sort of tinker around with a, a little bit is um inquisitor grayfax uh she's a beautiful model beautiful stance um beautiful weaponry just spot on as she is but i've certainly tinkered around with her and done a few things so yeah that's the only one out of those kits that i would say is a good one to as far as like wanting to tinker around with okay on to space marines now that's a massive range you can't really go wrong with space marines um but definitely the standout factions for me have got to be dark angels um blood angels and um space wolves now and those kits the kits within that those particular armies are brilliant especially space wolves the head choices in space wolves are out of this world if you want more of a instead of the clean cut pristine look of most space marines if you want a more rugged you know manly tough gritty look to your space marines and you can't go wrong with space wolves heads they've got beards they've got side crazy sideburns they've got long hair they've got shaved heads as well they've got plaits in their beards <laughs> it's uh yeah it's really really a really really cool range and lots of little bits and pieces as well um bones and fangs and um like fur loincloths and um sheer cool really cool shield designs and the weapons are have got like bones strapped to them and all that kind of thing as well so yeah if you want to do something a little bit more wild you can't go past space marines but like i said dark angels and blood angels um they've got some really cool kits with lots of little interesting bits and pieces too when it comes to necromunda i mean they're kick-ass as they are most of the uh, the gangs anyway um but combining them especially the uh corridor i think is that how you say it combining them with like the flagellants or anything from empire is really cool combining them even with um war cry uh kits war cry kits are phenomenal um or combining them with imperial guard uh, works really well too they, they seem to just i don't know they just sort of fit well I, I guess because they're humans or humanoid um that they yeah the kits are they kind of just really complement each other that way for kit bashing purposes though and converting i'd say the orlocks and the corridor are my all-time favorite kits from the necromunda range um lots of weapon choices really cool stances and um the way the the arms are positioned in for the orlocks kit like they, they're pointing they've got their arm outstretched and they're pointing that pistol like they mean business and i like that and i've used that a lot i've probably bought the orlock kit three or four times <laughs> over the years for uh, different conversion projects and things when it comes to orcs um i generally don't mix and match with other um factions too much but i've found ogrins and ogres and stuff like that the scale is pretty good so you can make a pretty mean looking orc from ogrin arms and legs and all that kind of stuff just put on a uh 
um, a, a knob's head and you're pretty much good to go. Uh, yeah, so when it comes to orcs, yeah, I, I think, to be honest, the fun thing for me with orcs is using bits of scrap and stuff around the house to try and make them cooler, especially vehicles and buildings and terrain or whatever. Um, yeah, that's kind of the fun thing with orcs. As you all know by now, I'm not a fan of elves, but uh, the Dark Elder or the Drukhari, they probably sneak in over the line a little bit um, because they are darker and scarier and creepier. But really, it's the Talos model that wins it for me out of that whole range. Um, not really that interested, but the Talos model is brilliant. It's brilliant as it is, but the kit is full of cool stuff. And like I was mentioning before about the Bly King's um, uh, the Nurgle range, mixing that kind of stuff with Adeptus Mechanicus or with the Talos model and bits and pieces from that, you'll you'll have so much fun guys trust me i did it and i want to do more of it um <laughs> i've yet to paint anything from from what i've made um from a few years ago but i had so much fun doing it it's it, yeah definitely a great kit with lots of goodies any gene stealer cultist kits is fun to tinker around with whether you're doing uh kit bashing within the the, the same range or combining Tyranids, of course. Uh, Imperial Guard works really well. Um, Necromunda kits work really well. Adeptus Mechanicus kits work really well. Any kind of humanoid thing is going to work really well. Um, not really elves because they're a bit smaller in scale, a bit more feminine and uh, dainty and petite. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, Gene Stealer Cultist kits are phenomenal as well. So there you have it guys. Sorry if you can hear the rain. That's my basic sort of overview and recommendations, a general sort of list to get you going, I suppose, or for those of you that have been kit bashing a while, maybe some kits there you hadn't thought about. Um, they're, yeah, they're sort of my top of the list kind of kits and ranges to play with. They're, I have an absolute ball. I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Doing kit bashing and converting really takes, really combines, I should say, my two loves from when I was a kid, which was playing with Lego and playing with toy soldiers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this combines it both. And yeah, I can be lost for hours and hours and hours and hours in kit bashing and converting. So I hope it's helped. For those of you that have no interest in kit bashing and converting, maybe you learned a little something. Maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't even listen to this episode. And you know what? That's okay too. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast! Hi there, folks. This is Mike here from Starship Varenus. Check out my hobby work on Instagram and WordPress. Just search for at Starship Varenus. You are listening to the fantastic Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. You just heard a little promo from Starship Varenus. He's over on Instagram and also on WordPress. If you'd like to do a little promo for your podcast, your Instagram, your web spot somewhere in the world, uh, your club, whatever, 
feel free to send it over to imperialrebelorc at gmail.com. All I'll do is add some music to it just to make it sound a little bit, you know, diverse, dynamic, whatever you want to call call it. Um, and all you need to do is mention that you're listening to Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Now, talking of emails, I had a few actually. One from Sammy, I believe he's emailed me before. And uh, <laughs> what grabs me about this one was the subject. Uh, this Now, I received this email just after I did the episode on racism in our hobby, which was episode 48. Uh, so I got an email, <laughs> I opened up the emails and just saw a subject saying, you are a racist. Now, <laughs> I was a bit gobsmacked to say the least. Um, so quickly opened it thinking, here we go. Someone's, you know, claiming that I've said something wrong or done something wrong when all my good intentions obviously just went out the door. <laughs> I don't know. But he was having a bit of a laugh. And he said, you are, and so when I opened up the email, I said, you are a racist against elves. Now, he is bang on the money. Uh, <laughs> now, it's weird for me to say that I'm a racist because I, I guess I'm not really a racist, n- no more than I am a homicidal maniac. But when I'm playing the game, then, and when I'm, you know, in my fantasy world, <laughs> then yes, I'm anti-elf and I'm a homicidal maniac. So thank you, Sammy. I also had an email from Dale KDL. There was no reference to any website or anything that he's from but uh thank you dale he just wanted to say that i'm doing a good job thank you very very much i appreciate all that um nice feedback um and he particularly enjoyed episode 16 i don't know what episode 16 was i should have looked that up before i mentioned it but you know what thank you (laughs) um i'm sure episode 16 is great as all the rest of them are too okay 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 I just quickly looked up episode 16 of my own podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is a good one. It's all about, it's a, it's a casual chat about how I go about my painting. Um, I think I was driving around and did it, you know, in a pretty nonchalant kind of way. So yeah, thank you again, Dale. A person by the name of Cube. It's an interesting name. I wonder if it's their real name. Pretty cool name, actually. G'day, I'm Cube. Um... Here's my friend Ice. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> he or she, not sure. Cube, it, that could be a boy or a girl's name, I suppose. It could be anything's name. It could be, yeah, it's an interesting name. Anyway, uh, yeah, they said, thanks for all the laughs. Now, I, uh, I guess I can't help but inject or try to inject a little bit of fun, bit of banter, bit of laughter, bit of jokiness into the podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them are very serious and it's because a lot of the ones I listen to are about true crime. You can't really have too much of a laugh when you're talking true crime, I guess, unless you're laughing at the perpetrator. But with this podcast, I yeah, it's a light-hearted approach to the hobby. I do take the hobby fairly seriously because it's my passion, um, but I, yeah, I don't know, doing this podcast, like technically talking to myself into a microphone... Even that in itself is a little bit funny to me. Um, and the fact that it comes across as funny to you, especially YouTube, um, YouTube, that's like a whole, that could be a whole different social media platform. You've got YouTube, you could have YouTube. 
I don't know what the what they'd feature on there. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do try to uh, have a bit of a laugh. So thank you, Cube. The hobby spotlight this week is on someone a little bit different. It's on a chap that calls himself Sir Dork 730 or 730 or 730. Depends how you want to look at it. He's on Instagram and he's on YouTube. He's a great YouTuber and he's a great Instagrammer. He's got a massive, massive following and he's a toy photographer. So you might start thinking or screaming straight away, what the hell, Eero? How is that related to the hobby? Well, let me tell you folks, taking photos of toys is similar <laughs> to taking photos of our miniatures. I know a lot of you don't like to call them toys, all right? I used to be that way until I saw the light and had an awakening and realized that they are toys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so Sir, <laughs> sorry, Sir Dork 7030, 730, 730, go check him out. Um, absolutely brilliant. What's good about his YouTube is that he uh, does a whole bunch of tutorials. So if you're struggling to take photos of your miniatures and or you're sort of not really happy with the end result, then check out his, yeah, check out his tutorial. He talks about like SLR cameras and all the different lighting and different effects that you can do. But he also, um, he also does a tutorial on just taking photos with your iPhone or smartphone. He takes photos of all sorts of toys, but my favorite by far are his Star Wars photos, his Star Wars toy photos. Absolutely brilliant. He does a lot of um, like action shots where there's like explosions and, or they might be in the rain or, and he also does uh, tutorials on how to do weathering on the toys. So he might, like a stormtrooper, he used um, shoe polish and he used just acrylic black paint and a, and a sharpie and a, sorry, a scalpel. And he created some awesome like battle damage weathering weathered looks on these uh, stormtroopers. Really, really cool. So go check him out. Sir Dork 730. What have I been up to in our beloved hobby? You know what I'm going to say, don't you guys? Treehouse. It's all about the treehouse. Feb, we're in February now. Uh, are we? Are we? Yeah, I think we're just on February. The February challenge obviously ends at the end of this month. There's only 28 days this month. So uh, time is ticking away. I'm still quite confident that I'm going to get it done. I have been... I've been busy in my real life, if you know what I mean. So there's been a bit of a lull over the last week, but I have still managed to chip away here and there, but maybe not as productive as I was the week prior or the week before that. Um, but it's on the kitchen table, as I've mentioned before. It's not tucked away in the fungion, so I, I see it every day. I get home from work, I wake up in the morning, I stop watching a movie, I go to the fridge to just stare at the fridge in, in the hope that something yummy is going to jump out at me. And right there is the treehouse diorama that I've been working on for February challenge. So yeah, it's like right in my face. So I can't help but go and look at it and tinker here and there. Even, you know what I found? Even if I 
just dab a little bit of paint on or add an extra scuff mark or whatever you know as long as i'm doing something that's the main thing and as i said before i am still confident that i'm gonna i'm gonna nail this one that's it for episode 50 of the imperial rebel orc podcast it was a little bit late this time round. Uh, I've been super busy in the real life, so there was a bit of a delay. So I do apologise for that for those of you who were on the edge of your seat, on the edge of the cliff, waiting for that episode dropped, published from me. <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole million of you out there, or maybe just one. Uh, I'm, I left you with a song last week uh, called Monsters, uh, one of my own. It's a sort of a little bit... Uh, electronica but also sort of uh, on topic with like um miniatures and wargaming and stuff like that i suppose <laughs> science fiction um the next one i've got another song for you this is an older song and it's actually done by me and my best mate big was who you can find on fly in the wall podcast you find both of us there actually uh we performed this song um, at gigs, we went, we, we did quite frequently every fortnight or so at different pubs uh, locally around where we live. It never really <laughs> got much of a response, uh, maybe because it's a little bit softer, a little bit quieter, a little bit more um, emotive, is that the word? Whereas a lot of our other songs were more upbeat and, and faster and fun and all that kind of thing. But this was a bit of a sadder one bit more melancholy i've always really really enjoyed it it's called um never man now the thing i love actually and i know it sounds incredibly arrogant actually <laughs> talking about my own music but this particular recording i'd written a song and warren had come over big was had come over to my house and we were just sort of strumming he was strumming the guitar and i was trying a few different vocal ideas and then i said to him oh, i've got this one song i don't know do you want to just try it? He started, I pressed record on the phone to record, you know, the, the music. I pressed record, he started strumming, I started singing, and voila, we came up with this. So this recording that you're about to hear was the first time we ever did anything with this song. It's the first time we ever played it, tried it, anything. So basically made up on the spot. And it's, yeah, it's magic. And that's what I used to love about music or about making music together with my best friend is that we we bounced off each other really well. We, I kind of knew where he was going to go. He knew where I was going to go. And it just we just gelled that way. It was perfect. Now we're in a four-piece band and it's the old band from the 90s that's back together and we're just doing it for fun, basically. And between the four of us, we've got that as well. There's, there's definitely a certain kind of magic and obviously being playing together for so long, you can't help but have that natural energy between you. But yeah, between Big Was and I, there was it was almost uh, an uncanny thing. Like I could just look at him and he knew to go to a higher note or something like that. But anyway, without further ado, this is Neverman by my old band called Eleven. Never gonna try again For the sorrow is deep Never gonna wish again Cause the gamble is not cheap Not for anyone but 
If you knew my troubles, you let me be free. Never man, 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 never gonna hate again, cause the shadows stay with me. Never gonna trust again. Why should I when I see? Never gonna love again. Not when there's cracks right there. No, I'm never gonna be afraid. I have no fear to share. Never man, never man Never gonna hate again Cause the shadows stay with me Never gonna trust again Why should I when I see Never gonna love again Not when there's cracks right there No, never gonna Never man, never man, never man, never man, never man.